TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I mean, you don't really think about it too much. I think you just come out every single night and play your game and have fun. And that's, you know, this is what kind of comes with it. And, you know, like I said, I'm just grateful to be able to do it with these girls. I love them to death. And these coaches, they put me in positions to be successful. And, you know, I've had a lot of really good teammates in my time here. And, um, yeah, I, I can't do it without all of them. I can't do it without, you know, Coach Bluter letting me have the keys to the offense. And, um, you know, we play up-tempo, we play fast, we play fun basketball, and that's what it's all about. But um, it's, cool, it's cool to be in the same, the same vicinity as some of those names. A lot of people I grew up idolizing um, and looking up to. So um, definitely special for me. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. That's the voice of Caitlin Clark. She is uh, a phenomena. She's like the best college player in basketball, best known, best followed. And I, I, I get think, it. I think Zach Eady in the men's game would, would may have an argument. People who support Purdue might say that's not the case. But Caitlin Clark has 1.1 million social media followers. And and she he wouldn't have sold out that arena like he did. Nobody was that a was that a uh, sellout. When he played and lost at Northwestern, I don't know. Maybe you're right, but uh, but I think Caitlin Clark is she a beat him one on one. She was the beat most him famous one on one game <laughs> and horse too. She's the most famous college basketball player. Yes, men or of the moment. Yeah, male or female. And we are uh, delighted to welcome in Annie Costable of the Chicago Sun Times. She covered the game last night, and uh, we all watched it on. Where was it? Was it Paramount or Peacock? Or Peacock. It was on one of those places, and and uh, right? and we did yes. sit in. We did spend our time doing it. My first uh, women's – I watched some of the, another one, but it was fun. Um, and she joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Annie, good morning. How are you? Guys, what an honor. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped. God bless you. I I got to tell you, you had to you had to sit through that game and get up and then talk to us in the morning. <laughs> Listen, it was a it was fun, and it, and she's a great player, and she finished with thirty five points. But it wasn't like she was knocking down the threes like Steph Curry. She started going to the hole because they were giving it to her. I thought I, I thought she did an awesome job, but you know, two is less than three, and she didn't like shoot the lights out. But man. What, yeah, what I think I think that's something that 
kind of gets lost on on the average fan, which I'm going to call you since you just admitted that you don't watch women's basketball all that much. (laughs) So I feel like that's a fair assessment. But her game beyond the three is so brilliant. Her passing, her ability to get to the lane, her ability to absorb contact. So I think that's part of what um, makes people admire her so much is that she's very multifaceted. She's really skilled, and um, it's clear and what she's doing. She's breaking all kinds of records. Really good story in the Sun-Times, Annie, and I know you're very involved in covering the sky, so you're familiar with the growth of women's sports and women's basketball in the city and just around the country. And and I guess in in that context, how would you describe what Caitlin Clark selling out Welsh Ryan Arena essentially last night meant to the growth of women's basketball in this area? So I think the best way to describe it or the best way that I've heard it described in conversations I've had with coaches and, and other players is that this moment women's basketball is having is, is, is being sustained. You know, like when we talk about Candace Parker, who's a great example, what she did at Tennessee, or um, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, um, even going back to Cheryl Miller, these, these women were having extraordinary moments. They were capturing everybody's attention in this same way, essentially, but it was it was during tournament time or it was in in brief stints. And and Candace, I think, is a better example of, of it being sustained. You know, she was selling out arenas wherever she played, um, and she drew crowds like that. But with with uh, Caitlin and and just the moment, you talk about USC and Juju Watkins out there or LSU, um, South Carolina. The game is drawing crowds everywhere. And we're following this moment with Caitlin, and Caitlin's, of course, surpassing anything. But it's it's a look into um, the sustained success that that women's basketball is really having right now, and and we'll see if what Caitlin's doing will translate to the professional game. But all signs point to the fact that it will. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, she's a dynamic personality. I mean, even in the post game, I love <laughs> I love when someone talks about their teammates. I love when someone. Yeah you know, talks about the idea that the point she scores isn't as important as the time she has left with her teammate. It's like a beautiful thing to say, and and it seemed very sincere. Yeah, I will say, like, covering Candace Parker, there are certain players when you interview them, and I'm sure you guys know this, who just always say the right thing. It's like right. they belong in the media as well. You know, they they're like – so uh, they're just everything that comes out of their mouth is um, is just the perfect idealistic phrase. And that's exactly who Caitlin is. And I don't mean that like what she's saying is not um, authentic or real. It very much is. That's just who they are. You know, um, they think about their teammates first. Um, they think about what it takes to win and what it takes as a team effort, obviously. And so um, in these moments where great athletes are, are having personal success, they never forget um, everything else that is allowing them to have that success. And, and Caitlin's no different. So you found uh, some young women who spent 13 <laughs> hours in a car, drove from northern yes. Michigan, and they yep. got this for Christmas as a Christmas present. How many people were like that in the building? How many people were there for a basketball game? And how many of the people were there to be part of something they felt was historic? Oh, my God. I talked to at least 10 people. Um, parents, you know, with their children standing by their side, um, groups of, of students who who were there with their basketball teams, their teachers, their coaches, and truly, it was it was one after the other saying, "We got these tickets. 
this this far in advance. We wanted to come see Caitlin play. We wanted to come see the Hawkeyes. We wanted to come see Northwestern. We wanted to come see women play basketball. We love women's basketball. It was just um, compliment after compliment. And the three girls that I, I wrote about in my story, the way that they looked at Caitlin, mm-hmm. I, I, it was hard for me to even sum it up in words. And I'm a writer. It was like God was standing on the court and they, they, they were seeing, they were looking at everything they wanted to be um, one day in the future. And, and I do have to give a little shout out to this girl, Roz, who 10 years old was talking like she's going to be the future of the game herself. You know, like this young girl, yeah, I would not be surprised great. if one day I'm writing about her. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I, I think that when you, um, when you see that impact and not to be cynical, but the financial impact is pretty extraordinary, right? Yeah. I mean, not only is she having a moment, as you described it, they talk about Caitlin Nomics and the idea that she's brought $3.8 million into the university, into their basketball program. And apparently she's worth over $3 million in her personal net worth. That's a nice way to start. You graduate college and you've already earned $3.something million dollars. She's not, I mean, you know, she's not staying in college. She's going to the WNBA. How big do you imagine that financial impact will be, especially if she winds up in Indy in a state that is insane for basketball? Oh, my God, it's going to be huge. And I think an important subject to talk about when talking about, you know, the financial impact is the whole NIL aspect. And and there's a huge misunderstanding with it, especially when it comes to the women's game, and that's that that money won't translate to the professional level. They somehow have to take a pay cut once they hit the pros. And the reality is that their salary for a lot of them, for players like Caitlin and Angel Reese, their salary is going to be less than what they're pulling in with NIL deals. But those NIL deals aren't going to evaporate when they hit the pro level. They're going to translate. So if anything, they're going to be making more money and there's going to be more eyes on them at the professional level. If the WNBA, which let's assume that they will, they handle this right. You know, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark, these are, these are, um, this is a, a marketing opportunity. It's, it's a gold mine and they have to take advantage of it. And I mean, again, the growth of the WNBA, all signs point to the fact that they will. And we're going to see all of this, this um, financial gain translate to the WNBA. So, Annie, when you cover a happening like this, we know you're on deadline and some things, everything you write is not always everything you experience. But when you walk away and then maybe you have a good night's sleep and you wake up, what will you remember most about the Caitlin Clark show in Evanston? Because it's going to be one of those things that my my sense is that, you know, it's one of the more unique things that you're going to cover this year and, you know, maybe ever just because of how rare it is. Yeah, you know what? I am really glad because – Again, you guys know, you don't always find, you know, the the right person for your story or, or you don't always get to have the conversation that, that really captures the moment. And I, I'm not lying to you. That conversation with Roz and, and these three girls was it. You know, looking at the way this 10-year-old girl watched Caitlin as her and I are talking, she's, she's not looking at me. She's following Caitlin, shadowing Caitlin with her eyes. And truly speaking, like someone who nothing else matters in the world, she's going to be just like her. It it was like it sent chills through my body. It was it was like 
truly um, inspiring. Even as, you know, an adult covering this game, it was inspiring to see this little girl um, fall in love with a game that much and also a person who, who is an example of everything that, that she can be. Because truly, um, you know, speaking as a young girl who loved basketball, it, there, there weren't a ton of players like that who, who made you see what you could be, who, who exemplified the value that you have in this world, that you have in sports. And this young girl at 10 years old saw her value in Caitlin. That's great stuff because, you know, we always talk about people building up their self-confidence and that sort of thing. And, and if you can yeah. identify with someone that's huge. Um, you know, I think, is it South Carolina? That is the really good team that I saw play LSU. Um, yeah, I, South I, Carolina. I wish we could see Angel Reese against Caitlin Clark again in the tournament and then turn it into like bird versus magic or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hey, um, the powers that be might be might be working towards something like that. We'll see if the basketball <laughs> gods give us that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens again. I think the thing that's really interesting about LSU is is the talent on that team. I mean, Angel Reese is phenomenal, right? right. Um, but Anissa Morrow's out there. You know, they've got they've got a stacked team out there, and and with Caitlin, she also has um, a very talented team around her. You know, she's been playing with a lot of these girls since her freshman year, um, a veteran team. Lisa Bluter is a phenomenal coach, but she carries a ton of the weight, you know, and people people talk about, oh, why why is she putting up this many shots or, um, you know, criticizing um, her shot selection, whatever it is. She's doing what needs to be done for her team to win. And you heard her talk about it in, in the offense that Lisa runs. Lisa wants her to play that way. And so, um, you know, I think that's something that's exciting to think about at the pro level is, is who she's going to be, what she's going to look like um, when she's got, you know, a team of, of pros um, playing around her. Annie, how tough is it to cover women's sports in Chicago? Because last <laughs> night was a big deal, but it was, you know, a one-off and you cover the sky and they won a championship. And I think Chicago noticed respectfully, but it kind of went – without a lot of a, a talk, certainly not on this radio station. I just wonder, from your perspective, you do it, you do it well. How difficult is it to cover women's sports in Chicago? You know, it's just different. It's That's, I guess, the best way I can describe it. When I cover the Bulls, you know, you walk in, I mean, again, you know, there's there's at least 10 other people in the room. You are getting your interview. It's, it's seamless, right? Um, in the women's game, I'm oftentimes the only person in the in the press conference, and that personally um, feels like a blow sometimes, you know, because this game is important. It's it's great. It's it's valuable. And you know, when Candace Parker was here, mm. um, everyone's talking about the Caitlin Clark effect. Well, the Candace Parker effect is is the same. You know, we saw um, the attention that she brought to the game and 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 how it it raised the standards. Um, of of coverage in the Chicago area. And we know this is a tough market. It takes a lot to get the media's attention in the, in this market. Um, but good or bad, you know, the Sky are a professional sports team with with impressive athletes who have stories that that should be told and and require attention. And I think we all um should should be paying attention over there again, good or bad, because look at this Bulls team, right? Under oh. 500 
We're showing up every day. We're talking about the storylines. We're talking about the trades. Will they, won't they trade Zach Levine? What are they going to do here? It's like those same storylines exist in the W. We don't need Candace Parker in town to cover this guy. We can do it regardless. And I think the more we do it, the more eyes get on it, the more clicks get on our stories, which I would love. Um, so it's definitely not easy, but I love it. I, I got to tell you, um, I think that the thing that impressed me the most is she is an she is like an event. Wherever she goes, people are going to go yeah. and watch her. And you know, you're going to put, you're going to run a bunch of players at her. You're going to try to, you know, going in, well, we got to make sure that she's not the one that kills us. And every right. coach is going to concentrate on that. So she's going to get, because of the attention, because of the event thing, she's going to get everyone's best shot. I mean, players that don't normally uh, play well, maybe, or players that they're going to, they're going to get jacked up by the crowd. They're going to so give they can you, tell their kids they exactly, shut down Caitlin Clark. I knocked out a three yeah. over. <laughs> I, I just think that that sort of thing. She might have an easier time, frankly, in the WNBA than than she does right now because everyone has these super high expectations and everyone wants to see you know whatever we're calling it. Steph Curry meets Larry Bird. I, I mean, it's just <laughs> it, it's just amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, Kelsey Plum put it really well. She's she's who's Caitlin, who Caitlin's chasing right now. She's um, playing for the Aces, just won back-to-back titles with the Aces. Um, when she got to the league, number one overall pick, when she got to the league, it was not easy. It was really hard. And she's shared many stories about um, mentally, you know, the difficulty of going from being this phenom who everybody followed to then um, trying to transition into, into the professional level. and. The thing with Caitlin is, you're right, like, she's getting everyone's best shot right now. Um, I talked to Veronica Burton, who who formerly played for Northwestern, plays for the Dallas Wings now. She talked about, you know, the schematics defensively, what they were throwing at her, and how she would just still score on them. Um, the pros are going to want to do the same thing. You know, they they see this young player coming in. They see everybody talking about her. They hear all these storylines. They they see everything we're we're doing, right? Where this this is a phenomenon, right? They want to shut the phenomenon down. So Caitlin's not going to have the easiest time at the professional level. Does that mean she's she's not going to translate? Absolutely not. Um, but it's going to be fun to see how I think um, some of the greats in the W are going to go at her. You know, I'm I'm hoping Diana plays another year so we could see the trash talk that Diana throws at Caitlin because we all know that. Diana Taurasi is like a dog, and, and she she serves some of the best trash talk in the game. Great Annie, stuff, Annie. Thanks so much. We appreciate your yeah. time. Thanks for having me, guys. That is uh, Annie Costable. She is the uh, uh, the beat writer for the for the uh, Chicago Sun Times, covering well as it turns out, all of women's basketball. A little bit, a right? little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Of everything. she covers the sky. She covers the Bulls. Yeah. Does a nice job and, and covered the Caitlin Clark show very well last night. For she the sure Times. did, and it was uh, fun to talk about. I I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to keep half an eye on it, right? Especially, doesn't she have a game? They predicted like in early February she's going to. Well, it is February. In a couple weeks, she's going to break the all-time scoring record, right? It's a matter of time. Yeah, yeah I don't I, know I exactly saw, when. I saw but... a projected date. She, she that was her fiftieth game with thirty or more points. It's remarkable. Come on. It's pretty effortless. Yeah. 35 and 10, and then she shot three for 12 
from three-point range. So it was an off-shooting night, yeah. and she still had 35 and 10. And she, she was flirting with a triple-double as well. And, and she's so right. She had like a, um, a, a whole court pass to a girl for a layup. Did you see that pass? Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a pass. Kind of like a young David Haw <laughs> leading the show. All right. 312 No, you're from Indiana. I know. You don't I, want I have, to open that door. I have no doubt that you can knock <laughs> down shots. Yesterday no we doubt. talked Hoosiers. Now you want to talk about my high school basketball career. No. We'll go on to something I else. I am like a trip through memory lane. Wow. Is what I am. You are you. Mr. Nostalgia. I've always said that yeah, about you. It's so true. You're a sucker yeah. for a good story. I am. I mean, I, uh, you know, like I see a beautiful love story, I want to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kobe, topside three. Bam! Oh, Kobe White. Put him in the hole. Put him in the hole of fame. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. Let's dance in North Carolina. <laughs> yes, sir, Bill. You will be dancing. I, I will that. be dancing, yes. I know you will, my friend. And uh, a little southern comfort. <laughs> Sounds like a nice drink to me. Nightcap. Yeah. It's uh, Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And we need to remind everyone, Caitlin Clark, not the only person scoring 35 points last night. Kobe Wright. Kobe White had 35 for the Bulls. And he, the hometown, the home state guy, how do we define Home state guy goes down to North Carolina and and does what he did so many high school Friday nights. Isn't Filled he the up. leading scorer in I think the he's high the school history, right? Leading scorer, at least that, or, that's the way it was when he graduated. Point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can leave high school and have some state records, and then eventually they get broken, and then everyone has a sad day. <laughs> Not that I would know anything about that. But, uh, yeah, Kobe White scored 35 last night, and the Bulls needed it because they were trailing, and then he got hot, and then this is the way they're going to win these days. Mm. I think DeMar DeRozan is the closer. Yep. Zach Levine is the guy who, will they trade him, won't they trade him? He's injured. 
Kobe had, White has been. Dare I say, has, he been, has Kobe White been the most consistent element of this team so far this year? I think he's been the. I think he's been like the brightest um, development for the team this year. Maybe the only I, bright development for the well, team this well, year. Io is also of late. Okay, good been point. A pretty, been a pretty good, uh, bright development. Caruso. Caruso has, has been, his moments. He's, he's team, been great. He's a uh, yes. Team USA finalist. Maybe he'll make uh, the Olympic team. That would be fantastic. And okay, he's shooting and making it happen. Andre Drummond. Yeah. Andre Drummond looks younger every time he's out there. He's a guy that you didn't think he was going to be a big contributor, did we? Um, no, but man, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. He, he um, at one point, I think he had uh, he had a steal, and he was going to the bucket, and somebody came up and just slapped the ball out, and I thought, you know, and he seemed amused by that because he he looked like he was contemplating what style of dunk he was going to make. He know? can make an impact in a short period of time. He only played right. fifteen minutes last night, but it seemed like longer. He's he's big. He's a big guy. Isn't he like really good with rebounds? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think he's the true. best offensive rebounder in the NBA when you look at the uh, metrics yeah. and the way yeah. they measure such things. How about DeMar DeRozan only taking 10 shots? So they win a game, Kobe has 35, and DeMar only takes 10 shots and has 15 points. Well, I you know, I think that um, if you if you look at – him in the second game of back-to-backs, it's probably a wise way of using him. And, and it's it was really helpful of him understanding that Kobe was having this moment with the crowd and he, he let it go. But they're so injured that you can't they're really so afford injured. to rest DeMar DeRozan right. because no. they're without Zach. They're yes. without Patrick Williams, who could have right. had a chance to play in his hometown. They're yep. without Torrey Craig. That's right. They have all kinds of reasons did, to have Patrick, to extend. Did he deliver any flowers just as long as he was there? Out of habit. If Out of will. habit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, he's, That's a good he's, memory. What, what is the term again? He's actively resting? It's active rest. Active rest. So, God, I love that. I just yeah, love the he's idea. He's just antsy that. on the couch. Yeah, exactly. So when we had the pick six question about what the Bulls did in winning that game and perhaps sending a message – I don't know that they sent any message. No. I, I think that the message was, we're still hurt, yeah. we're still here, yeah. and we're probably going to be here past the trade deadline because nobody's interested. Well, I, I think that the reality of, um, of Zach Levine's situation where, and it's an unfair thing to kind of, you know, the guy starts his career with an awful Minnesota team and he goes to Chicago, and at one point he was like the losingest player in NBA history because of that. And then the Bulls get a little better. They actually make the playoffs and you think that they're turning a quarter, a corner of some kind. And now lo and behold, here we are. Um, you know, we've been talking about the trade since November. Yeah. It's a little wearisome, a little tired and he's injured. And now you, you find out that maybe there was a hint of interest from Detroit but not really. There's nobody out there. The Bulls overvalue him. There is this feeling, whether correct or not, that he's kind of uh, – he's only been to the playoffs once. All the losing has beaten him up a little bit. There's no market. There's no market. There's no market for Zach no, Levine. And I don't think no that market. you generate one by being injured and sitting out. Yes. Not his fault, but no, that's but just the reality. So the Bulls are likely 
uh, in a week from now, when the trade deadline comes, it will pass without them making a deal of significance. I don't think that's far-fetched right now. The expectation is they're going to stand pat, and we'll continue to watch the play-in standings and where they stand and all those things. So elsewhere in the NBA last night, Doc Rivers 0-2 as the Bucks head coach. (laughs) That's so mean. It's it's reality. He's not oh, playing. Too. No, he is not playing. He's coaching. He replaced a guy who started 30 and 13. Doc Rivers, great. A local guy made good. I love Doc Rivers. But the fact is, they lost to the Blazers. They're 0-2. How long is this going to take for them to get going? I don't know, honestly. I, I mean, it's weird. It's weird the way this season has gone, that it wasn't good enough and you make a change and now you're – midstream and everybody's kind of not there yet so they need a win pretty desperately just to prove that they can win under this coach they start stacking losses people are going to look at it differently than they do this could be good for them in the in the long run it's a it's only february 1st they're going to be playing into june you have to look at them as uh likely to be in the eastern conference finals who are they going to have to play for a chance to play in the nba finals i think doc rivers will get them going this is just a funny start to his tenure because they go to Portland, a lot of attention paid, paid Dame Lillard. And did you see him say that he thought he could be back with the Blazers one day? Yeah. That, that was, That's a crazy thing to say. That is that just odd. playing to the local audience? That's all that is because he wanted out of there as much as Zach would like to leave Chicago. The difference is he's Dame Lillard. Yeah. So you look at him in a different it's a big t- It's a big difference. Um, it is, um, again – um, pitchers and, and uh, catchers report on February 14th. So we are into February, a couple weeks away from pitchers and catchers. The entire teams of both the White Sox and the Cubs will be at camp on the 19th. And we're uh, still wondering who's on the team and who is. Boy, we are. And you're starting to wonder about the Scott Boris strategy and what he was asking for and how realistic it was if he was ever going to get it when it comes to Cody Bellinger. And certainly people who are waiting for Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell and Matt Chapman to sign are wondering the same thing. He's got four of the top free agents, and they are all unsigned as February begins. That's a remarkable offseason for baseball. You got the two best pitchers and two high-caliber, quality, all-star level position players still unsigned. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I have to think if you're Cody Bellinger, you're sitting there wherever he's sitting and getting ready for the season, real antsy. Are you? Are you? Are you happy that you have the agent? That's no. Gonna, okay. I don't think so. You're getting antsy. I'm getting antsy. Well, maybe they'll be happy at the at the end of the day, as they say. But all I remember is a year ago at this time, you know, Cody Bellinger, I think, had signed early with the Cubs or signed already with the Cubs, and he was in Arizona working on that swing, getting acclimated to everything. Wasn't he already there early because it was convenient for him? I have to go back and check, but that rings a bell. And right now, there's so much uncertainty. You wonder if he wants that, would have preferred that security sign in, you know. January or even in whenever it's just getting so late in the process I would be antsy I I gotta ask you this then if let's say you were in that situation and you are getting antsy and you are closing in on the the return to camp and ultimately you end up signing a contract for let's just for the sake of the argument about 
25, 35 million less than you thought you were gonna, are you a disgruntled player? If if you return and everybody nobody values you in your second MVP style season as they did in your first, uh, are you are you is one of the elements that could lead to the numbers evening out over his career to 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 that would lead to some of the fears is that he's a disgruntled superstar. Maybe for some guys you would say that. Mm-hmm. I, Cody Bellinger doesn't strike me as somebody that's going to stay disgruntled for long. His personality, pretty laid back, always a guy who has been described as a very positive clubhouse influence. My sense would be that even if he's disenchanted with his agent and the fact that he's not on a roster right now, that's probably between him and the agent more than it will be with the team that didn't want to pay what he thought he was worth. I don't think that in your example that he's going to come back to the Cubs if, in fact, as John Morosi tweeted, I think, yesterday, that that's the most likely destination still. I don't think he returns unhappy because they weren't willing to pay him $250 million. Hmm. I think he probably, if anything, returns if they don't go to the price that he thought he was worth, maybe intent on proving that he is worth that or that he is that kind of player. It depends on how you look at it. All I know is that if you come back disgruntled and and committed to being unhappy, you're not going to get the most out of your talent. You've got to be gruntled. You've got to be very gruntled. The more gruntled you are, the better for your OPS. Oh. I, I you want twenty five right. gruntled guys in your clubhouse. I, I just worry that that you know, I, I mean, if you are if you have an agent and he's telling you, look at the price of paying co- poker, it's going way up. You're gonna get yourself yeah two hundred fifty million, but, and then and then you see guys get seven hundred million, and he's got three hundred and twenty five, and you're sitting there kind of salivating, and the next thing you know, there's no market. Here's the thing, though. I mean, when, you're when still going to get paid a lot of money. When you just get down to it, if yeah. it is the Cubs, and they pay him less than what he thinks he is worth, two years and ago. he does report to Arizona in two weeks disgruntled, and he's open about it. You know what? I would much rather have mm. a ticked-off, disgruntled Cody Bellinger batting fourth in my lineup than uh, a happy-go-lucky Cody Bellinger suiting up for the Giants next month. <laughs> If he's playing for you, that's all that matters. I don't care what kind of mood he's in. Just hit. Just play the field. Just show us your gold glove. And the, the rest will take care of itself. Because once he gets to Wrigley Field, once he gets back in Chicago, those kind of things take care of themselves. Yeah. there's there's. Uh, let's just hope they get it done. You know, again, your offseason isn't going to be as, uh, I, as good as you'd hoped if you lose him. And there are other parts you've already lost yeah, that you wonder about. Yeah, you have. And, and I would check the box. Yeah, yesterday we talked yes or no, bad off season if they don't sign Bellinger. Yeah. I'd say yes, it's a bad off season um, if you don't sign Bellinger. I have found myself coming around to this idea where I need to think about the Matt Chapman dilemma is more complicated for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I don't know if I I, – I want to know what the money would be. I want to know how long the contract is. And I want to know what the plan is and who else you're bringing with Matt Chapman. Well, Pete Crow Armstrong then becomes your center fielder and an everyday player. And he 
did not hit well enough for if that. If you get Chapman without Bellinger? Yeah. Yeah, then you're going to lean on I think you're going to lean PCA on him more quicker. than maybe you want. Right. And I don't know that that's a good idea. I'd rather have Bellinger without Chapman. I would, I think too. it's unlikely to get both. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you Nick Madrigal's great or, you know, Patrick Wisdom can play or, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you that, that that position belongs to someone. But you got options. You got options and you got a young guy on the on the way. I mean, you could get by. You could figure it out. Um, well, I don't know that that is the case without a guy like Bellinger. I think Bellinger helps you. He's he's a center fielder. He plays there. He can play first base if you're in a pinch. Uh, and then he can DH. So he helps you with three different positions, even though – you look at it and you you say, well, the only one that really matters is the is the center field. And Christopher Morrell is not going to be Morrell, a good glove yeah. at third base, but he's also somebody that has to be in the lineup. You've got Morrell, you've got Magical, you do have options, and you have also twenty two year old Matt Shaw at Double A on the way. I know he just got drafted last year, but I also know that he has impressed everyone, and he's one of their seven top one hundred prospects. If they can hold down the fort, perhaps. Matt Shaw's ready next year. I'd still think this year matters. But I don't know. That's what I mean. If they sign somebody like Chapman to a long-term contract, I want to know the terms, opt-outs, and what their plan really is before I react too heavily. But in contrast to Bellinger, all in. I'm belling up to the bar. You need him back or else your offseason is not what we thought it would be. All right. We're going to bring in Dan and Lawrence next, and we'll talk to them do a little bit of uh, transition. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 